Two, one. Hello, Shinya and Carrie from Baton Ware. Nice to have you on the Ponytail Show. Thanks for inviting us. <laughs> That's a real pleasure. You guys are over in LA in your studio right now. Is that right? Yes, That's right. Yeah, yeah cool. we're, our studio is in Topanga Canyon, right in the middle of the canyon. So it's very beautiful outside. Oh, wow. Sounds. I've never been to that part of the world. So. It sounds very you would love exotic it. and beautiful. Yeah. Is it kind of mountainous or like? Yeah, what's... it is. And then if you drive like a 10 minutes, you can see an uh, ocean. Uh, oh, wow. Beach. Yeah, PCH. Yeah. Nice. And so sometimes uh, he'll drop me off at the office and then take the kids to the beach and then come back. And we have a nice little setup. We go hiking during the day and in the evenings now that it's getting hot. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good place to be. Yeah, yeah. that's a really so, nice setup. Mm. Yeah. Our office is in, in the middle of a canyon, so our house is in the other side. Of the mountains. <laughs> yeah, so, so we just going to, to the office. Do you have off. to climb up the mountain to go to the office every day? Yeah. yeah. Chin is like... Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i'm going to the other side for surfing yeah ah, that's so nice that's like a really yeah. nice like life that you've carved out there for you yeah. guys yeah like because when i met you guys a while back you were in new york you were in the garment district so obviously like a lot has changed since then um yeah we were thinking about what was the last time we saw you, and I think it might have been at a trade show or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably. I can't remember. I know we've been in touch by email, but yeah. I don't know what the last time we saw you in person. I feel like I've yeah. seen Mitch a lot, and then I've just vicariously seen you through Mitch, like as we right. just <laughs> heard about what you've been up to. But um. Right. Yeah, for for folks out there who don't know much about Baton Ware or don't know at all, um, would you be able to like kind of give us a rundown of like how how it started, how the idea started, and and yeah, where it's taken you? Yeah. Uh, do you wanna? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah go ahead. Um. So we yeah. we started it in. Uh, 2011, right? 2011 in, in uh, spring, spring. 2011. Um, before that, Shinya had been designing with Woolrich Woolen Mills with Daiki Suzuki and Mark McNary. Um, and then, yeah, so then he started the brand. I didn't, I was just going to help out a little bit. <laughs> just like a do little, a little bit of light little. bookkeeping. Yeah, yeah just, exactly. Yeah, just, just lightly. A little bit. Just a yeah, little tiny little, bit. You know, but, you know, oh, Kenny, can you do this? Yeah, this can you handle this? sales? How about PR? Yeah. Um, How about everything? And, uh, yeah, and we started it in the garment district, which is really fun because all of the factories were right around the little office space we had rented. And we got uh, the chance to make friends with a lot of people in the neighborhood. And um, it was great. And uh, everything um, sort of progressed. We started hiring staff. Mitch joined, joined us. We had a couple other key people over the years. Um, and then we had kids <laughs> and, uh, we got to a point where our little one bedroom in Brooklyn, uh, wasn't big enough for a company and two children. So I grew up in, in this area. I, uh, we actually, uh, moved back to my hometown 
Um, and uh, my parents are still here. My So my dad helps with the kids. And um, we uh, sort of did bi-coastal living for a while. Um, one of, At least one of us was in New York for uh, every month. Yeah, I used for, to go to New York like, uh, every month. Yeah. That's for at a least lot a of week. traveling. Oh. Yeah, we had about a quarter of the year in New York, which still didn't feel like enough. Um, but, yeah. uh, it also felt like too much in other ways. Um, yeah. And then in February, um, you know, things started getting a little bit cra- crazier with the pandemic mm. looming and, uh, and Mitch at the same time, uh, was planning to go back to school and, and had been planning for some time. Uh, so we knew that he was going to be leaving at the end of February. Um, and we were thinking about, uh, hiring somebody new, maybe in New York, maybe here. Uh, but yeah, then the pandemic mm. hit. And uh, now it's just uh, the two of us running yeah. the show. Um, and, we, you know, when we started it, sorry, this is getting a little rambly. But when we started it, it was basically to make really good, comfortable, well-constructed, long-lasting clothing, the kinds of stuff that the more you wash and wear it, the more it feels like your clothes mm. Um, things that Shinya had been thinking up for years and finally got to make when we started the company. Um, And now that it's just the two of us doing it again, you know, of course there are a lot of challenges. Of course it hasn't been hard, but it's actually been really kind of awesome in other ways because we get to connect directly with our customers. Mm -hmm. We get to learn more about what they want and why they want it. You know, I used to have like the buffer of Mitch where I would say, um, can, you, can you respond to all of these people? But now I'm responding to them and learning so much more than I would have otherwise. Yeah. yeah, same as me. And then, uh, you know, we used to have a production manager and an assistant designer. And then now I have to handle by myself. Mm. And I need to go to the factory and I need to communicate with the manager. And then, you know, when I, when I started at the beginning, we started in tiny living room in a Brooklyn apartment. And then, you know, we get back to, you know, like uh, the origin. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. Uh, passion, get back to the passion when we started. Yeah. Why so, Why we wanted to do this. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like a really fun feeling. Yeah. yeah. I feel like having a garment business, even despite a global pandemic, this kind of like expansion and contraction of the business, especially with a wholesale business, is like mm. sort of part of the deal. Probably not as drastic as it is right now, but like I've spoken to so many like different sized brands and there's always there's there seems to be like yeah, a big contraction happening right now, but it seems so semi familiar to a lot of people. And like right. I can, I can also relate. Like I haven't had my business anywhere near as long, but um, yeah, it's like you, <laughs> you're going back to the beginnings. It, it's like you've grown something, and you're going back to the beginnings. Like how, how have your, how has your production been affected by um, all of this? Like, have any factories closed down from the lockdown? Closed down permanently? Anything like that? Well, yeah, the, in uh, March, yeah, April, yeah, everything. Um, yeah. So mm. now 
made, uh, majority of products made in uh, Los Angeles, mm. and then they shut down in uh, mm. April. So uh, yeah, we need to stop the production for a while. Mm. And then at the moment, we didn't know when they are going to come back. Mm. So, but at the same time, we have to predict for sales plan. Yeah. The so yeah, that's really yeah. stressful moment. Yeah. The time. Yeah. And of course, it's stressful for the stores as well. Yeah. You know, for a lot of them, we had just shipped them their goods. And mm. so, and they were closed down and not able to sell. A lot of them are online and they're able to keep moving mm. stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see not only how things, I mean, we're really lucky that our production is going really well right now. I That's mean, great. Knock, on, knock on wood, right? Because we don't know yeah. there might be another LA shutdown. Um, mm. But uh, everything is, it has been going really well and we've been really lucky that our stores seem to be surviving really well. Mm. Um, in terms of factories, I think that even before the pandemic, because of the changes in uh, international trade um, and, you know, we, we make things in the United States, but our suppliers and our factories use components mm. from all over the world. Yeah. So we were already seeing factories struggle because they couldn't get the components they're used to getting at the same price. Mm. And so they're having to rethink what they were doing. So I think the lead up to the pandemic was already sort of shifting things in the United States mm. in some ways for the better because it was motivating people to be making things, you know, all of the trade changes were motivating things, people to be making things in the United States more, mm. but it was also creating supply chain problems for the components needed to make things in the United States. Yeah. And then the pandemic just sort of, you know, like I, like everything else, it just exaggerated all of the, the problems yeah. and made everything a lot more challenging. Yeah, I think a lot of the, yeah, it's such a globalized market, globalized world that like everything is sourced from all over the world now. And um, it yeah. really, you know, trade relations, trade relationships are like so important to keep an eye right. on and to maintain. Um, so, I mean, Trump and Trump's trade relationship with China has kind of like really um probably for many companies in in America have kind of been really drastically affected by that yeah yeah um yeah. i want to move back to um focus on the brand and i'm really interested in what your design process is like where do you get your inspiration each season how do you go through that process like where's where does your creative juice come from <laughs> you mean you're talking about in general or yeah like for example like yeah for for my design process for example like i i go flea market i go to a lot of flea markets i look at history and like i kind of figure out what points of time in history reflect kind of what's happening today and that's kind of where i go from but everyone has a different approach what's how do you figure out so um Basically, I got an inspiration from traveling and then, uh, you know, like a, like an outdoor activity. Mm. And uh, but more like a fundamental 
my idea for the designing is like uh, the feeling of my teenager. I was really into for uh, clothing, especially mm -hmm. for like uh, American clothing. So uh, this is this is a kind of like a base in my mind. And at the moment when I was high school or a college student, you know, I, I didn't have enough money to mm. buy everything. So <clears throat> I used to have a lot of catalog to have an image in my mind. Nice. So, yeah, so the, for the, me, like a catalog for like all the Patagonia catalog, like editing, mm. that kind of thing. For me, like a, looking at catalog is kind of like a, makes me the feeling of uh, actually traveling or do some like outdoor activity wearing this gear. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So, and then now getting, you know, yeah, past and then getting old and then now I start to create the feeling what, what I feel at the moment. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, that's a kind of like a base in my mind. And then by traveling and activity and then that's all together combined in my mind and then it creates as a clothing. Yeah. Yeah. The fabric, color, texture, yeah, everything. Mm. Yeah. I, you, before the pandemic, <laughs> I feel like you were traveling a lot. I think maybe you guys were working on minimizing the travel um for to focus on the family but you still you still have to travel a lot for the business like um i think i bumped into you in tokyo one time Shinya. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, Shibuya, I think. <laughs> yeah like right right tell me about um your kind of travel schedule was it mainly like to do with sales like going around to different places for sales or was it to do with production a mixture of everything yeah mainly for my main purpose for traveling is the sales mm. yeah because new york used to yeah there's used to, we used to have office so we I used to go travel for you know the sales mm. and also we used to make uh Closing in a New York factory, so I also need to go to take a look for every process. And for traveling to Japan, it was also mainly for sales. Mm. So twice a year, yeah, I used to go. What do you and then we also try yeah. to go for family and friends mm. too. Like we try to tack on some time at the end so that we can. Yeah. Um, I used to live in the countryside in Japan, and mm. we have a. a of friends that we always go stay with out there. Um, Where did you live? Um, it was, it's now been absorbed into a town, uh, I mean, into a city, but back then it was called Maruyama Machi, and it was sort of in between Tateyama and Kamogawa in the Chiba Peninsula, like at the yeah, very okay. end. Of peninsula in the map, like a Peninsula, but you used to live in a very south. Yeah, like Chiba's already <laughs> had like it's already there's like no train from Tokyo, like I mean like local train, right? There you have to kind of drive out there. Oh, there is a local train. The 
uh, what is it, the Sotobo or the Utsubo? I don't yeah, remember yeah, which Soto, one it is. But it, you have to do, tra- I mean, there's no direct train. And then there's uh, there are buses and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's is- actually, I, th- that was the neat thing is I was so deep in the countryside, but I got to go to Tokyo on the weekends to oh, hang out. Nice. Yeah. And it was it didn't take that long. Yeah. What's yeah. your <laughs> favorite What's your favorite thing to do in when you go back? I think eating. <laughs> there's there so is many a good, good, you know, eel. Yeah, uh, unagi. A, unagi. unagi. Yeah, there's a restaurant unagi called restaurant. Unajin, um, near where I used to live, and they have they have the main restaurant in a big old house, but then they have little cabins around it that you can oh. go. Like each is a private thing and there's a stream running next to it and yeah that's that you're so delicious (laughs) oh and then there's a restaurant a ramen restaurant that's again out of somebody's house and it's uh like a fish based soup and it's right by the beach so you can go surfing and then have Uh. a big ramen meal afterwards but it feels healthier because the soup (laughs) is not pork based oh yeah true (laughs) totally yeah it's a lighter but like very rich yeah yeah, right. Um, like, so did you guys meet in Japan or in the No, States? we New York, in New York. Oh, cool. I had just moved back, I guess not from Japan. I, I'd moved back for grad school from Japan, and I was in Arizona, and then I moved to New York, and he had been there for about the same time I was in Japan. So I, like, recognized that feeling when you've been living someplace long enough to start feeling like it's home. Like I could see it in his face and I was like, I hope he picks it, that he's going to stay here. I was scared for like the first year that we were dating that he was going to move back. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I moved to around. New York 2002. Oh uh, yeah. 2002. Yeah, 2002. And we, 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 I got we there met. 2006. Yeah. We met 2006. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd like gotten to know the, the spots and then you were kind of like, in this kind of pivotal moment in your life, then Carrie walked in. <laughs> I've I've really loved I've really loved watching all the activities you guys do with the kids, um, especially uh, like the um, um, like the stop motion films that you've been making in the garden with the, <laughs> with, with your the kids' Ultraman. toys. Yeah, Ultraman. Yeah. Um, I like for someone who grew up in Thailand, Ultraman in Thai, it's like we call it with the man, and he's oh. like a true hero for, yeah. for like kids. So, yeah. yeah, I was so proud to yeah. see Ultraman. Our son was super into Ultraman. Uh, yeah, he used to remember every time when I go to Japan, I used to bring back the you know, uh, plastic toy, yeah. and then he remember all characters. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but then we took him to an Ultraman convention or like uh, yeah, a, yeah. A festival or something. It was like all of these Ultraman-related um, vintage toys and activities, and but then the, it like ended with this big performance where uh, it, you know the Barton Barton staging, like the a one with big the, scissors. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this guy show up in, uh, in the stage, oh on the stage and he starts screaming and then <laughs> Alex <laughs> yeah. he was, and the, the like the very polite dose or ushers came over there like is something wrong with your son because he was like terrified screaming so we had to like carry real. him and then we just, 
<laughs> yeah, we need to get out from the Yeah, <laughs> and ever since he hasn't been as into Ultraman, but he does like making the stop motion. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it's it kind of creative. Him. It's super duper creative. <laughs> like I really enjoy watching all this like activities. Um have Shinya, have you started teaching the kids how to surf a bit too? Uh yeah. 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 That's we try fun. to take them uh, to the beach as much as we can. And then now, uh, May, our daughter, she's little one, really into So yeah. oh, I surf that's in rad. my back and then puddling together. And then. She's really proud of her wipeouts. She, oh. Like to her, to us, it looks like a little tiny wave hitting her. And to her, she's like, and then I was tossed underwater <sighs> and there was a shark and there was all of this stuff. And I was yeah. trying to save the surfboard, and she's got all of this stuff going on. Last time when I, when I put her in a surfboard, and she wiped out, and I thought, oh, this is, might be over. And, and she's she like, came up, and I guess she's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. Next time, I'm going to wipe out harder. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the real spirit. That's when you know that, like, she's going to be an awesome surfer. Um, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Let's move back to the brand and yeah, (laughs) but this is like super fun. I I just, I'm curious, like, what are you, what is your plan right now for like the, are you doing the online platforms for the, for the trade shows or like, are you just doing private showings in your studio? How are you kind of navigating the, the new I hate this word "new normal" because I don't really, right. yeah, I don't really yeah. So, yeah, like that. But we how are, are going do it? to use a online platform, which is we actually we have been using for for a while. Yeah, and mm. then um, yeah, yeah, we don't do an actual trade show except mm. in Japan. Except in Japan, we have a distributor in Japan, so, so they show. will do yeah. in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, in other country, no, we yeah. just communicate but better. Like Shinya said, we've been doing this for years, and actually, mm. some of our biggest accounts order from us just looking at our online stuff. They'll mm. be, they'll be like, "Oh, I wish we had time to come see you in New York, but your online material is good enough." Mm. So, yeah. so I'm not too worried about it. It's interesting. There are a lot of people reaching out to us saying, you know, um, since Battenware is well suited for the current situation you know like thank Mm. goodness we don't make suits or ties or or whatever but it seems like we're a lot of people can like feel like that wears their uniform for the quarantine which is really nice yeah Uh, uh, and we certainly have been getting like enjoying our baton wear in new ways um but uh but yeah a lot of people are reaching out and being like you that now's the time that you should be trying to reach new customers Mm. and our feeling is we're really grateful for the customers that we have and we want to develop those relationships and we're not going to like try to join a a trade show platform or anything like that Um, I think now is when we really want to be focusing on the relationships we have Mm -hmm. and developing those Um, and I'm sure there'll be you know a couple new stores here and there but uh, but yeah Uh, and I think we're also we've taken the last year really to spend time figuring out what we do well and what works best for our customers. So I think we're well poised to move into this new era. Mm. Yeah. I think like what's interesting is like, you know, this, I mean, we live in a 
in the 22nd century, like everything is online today, like we live in a very kind of virtual environment. And I think brands should be adapting to this kind of landscape, even just like if there was a pandemic or not. Um, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been doing like private showrooms. There's a lot of customers that can't make it to the shows. Um, and, and you do your, you do your like virtual, um, appointments. And I feel like, um, there's, there was a kind of freak out where, you know, the pandemic happened. Everyone was like, Oh, I better shift online suddenly. And like, yeah, it, as you said before, it kind of, the pandemic kind of uncovered a lot of, it already existing um, really kind of like main, you know, the cracks in the pavement basically of like how things work and and how we need to kind of shift into this kind of new world. Um, but it's super yeah, interesting. Yeah, and all the waste, right? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the big cracks that has been exposed is all the way, like the overproduction. Overproduction, and the, yeah. Um, ultra consumerism and... And I mean, the globalized yeah. supply supply chain, as you said um, before, um, yeah, totally like fast fashion. I feel like, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think fast fashion will, is on the out, is is on the way out, or or just like two thousand and eight when we saw like the financial crisis and we thought that like fast fashion was on its way out it didn't it kind of stayed around and it kind of got like way faster <laughs> in a sense <laughs> do you yeah you get way faster yeah um what do i don't you think? i don't know i hope you, yeah you will go away but uh <laughs> yeah um, I mean, I think that the best thing we can hope for is that the number of people who realize fast fa- fast fashion is not only bad for the planet, but also sort of a bad for their souls, you mm-hmm. know, like bad for bad for lifestyle choices, bad for it's bad for so many things. Um, I think bad I hope for that the number of people really will grow. It. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of. So, it yeah there's so many on so many levels it's bad for your soul like in the way you consume on on a fast pace and you you throw things away on a fast pace it's soulless on how it kind of it preys on your most vulnerable part of your who you are and your self-image and your self-esteem and like yeah Kind of like, yeah, yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think next year is gonna look like? You in general? <laughs> yeah. The 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 apoc- post apocalyptic yeah. world. What's, what's the zombie apoc? The post zombie <laughs> apocalypse gonna look like? First of all, the zombie will coming out to yeah, the shopping exactly. mall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Is that the fast um, fashion zombie? The fast fashion zombie, <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. Oh, Looking let me ask you a better question. I actually want to ask you a better question. What is your zombie apocalypse escape plan? Well, we we have um, a lot of bunnies in our yard, the wild bunnies, and uh, 
we've been fattening them up so that if we need to eat them, we can. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't learned. I've, I've asked Shinya, and I don't think that he's complied yet, but I've asked him to learn how to hunt and skin a yeah, rabbit. That's why he has to research. Trapping. Yeah. But I'm actually a big apocalyptic fiction fan so nice. i have uh i have i have lots of yeah she uh, used to she used to write for uh yeah me. so that's what i was tell doing me. when Shinya recruited me i was writing a, a book about <laughs> anyway i'll get back to it one of these days i'll have time to write again when the kids are a bit older and battenware is in its teenage years you'll get you'll have a lot of inspiration real life I experience and true. inspiration from it but it's true yeah, I feel like a battenware rabbit trap <laughs> might be yeah. might be on yeah. the way. Battenware fishing yeah. gear. Well, I I don't. This is probably something. I'm not sure whether Shinya wants me to talk about this, but one of the things that we have been um, interacting with our customers more on is uh, like upkeep for their battenware. Mm-hmm which I think is something that Patagonia does really well. Mm. And there are other brands that do it really well where you can trade it in for credit or you can uh, send it in for repairs and stuff like that. And that's something we've always done. Like Mm. if our customer has a problem with their items, then uh, we do our best to to Mm. fix it. But the, the thing that has come up recently is snap buttons. So we had some issues with snap buttons not being as tight as they should have been. Um, and so we've started sending out kits and I feel like to fix it yourself. Mm. And I feel like that this is the kind of thing, yeah. you know, we're not going to yeah. be able to send out batten, uh, rabbit traps, but, um, <laughs> like things like that, that we can help so that people, you know, when you're, you when your snap breaks, you don't feel like you have to throw your yeah. garment away, which you never should have felt like that. But the the way that we've been trained yeah. and the way that we've learned to overbuy things, I think that's the tendency. And so if we can teach people how to fix their own snaps, it's cool. It's like a little thing. You have to use a hammer and mm, yeah. it's kind of fun. So we've started sending some of these out if people need them. Um, of think- course, there are also, sorry, go ahead. I think aftercare is such a real reflection of a brand's values um, yeah. because it's a real telltale sign to to see if, you know, that people are making product to last and if they're really – and how customer-orientated they are as a brand. Right. Like Barber do nice kits, aftercare kits um, for their jackets, you know, and they've been doing them for for I don't know how many – are they like a more? They're they're more than a hundred years old, I think. Don't quote me yeah, on that yeah, internet, yeah. but they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that that should be, you know, the that clothing should be. Should that, be. Yeah, because you know, when I was when I was a kid, when I have a hole in my pants, and my mother used to fix it. That's, mm. Right. You know, Not like that should be the clothing. If you have a tear and then you know hole, yeah, I used to just fix it. So yeah. that's what should be. Right. So that's that's a hope for after the apocalypse, you know, like yeah. people probably are more inclined to do that. I mean, I, I think everyone went through their weird beginning of pandemic freak out, right? Like people made a lot of bread. People, mm. I, I suddenly started saving all of our like green onion scraps and putting them in water to regrow uh, them. And, you know, it's like they're everyone has that thing that they do. And I bet a lot of people we were always 
fixing our clothes and taking care of our clothes. But I hope that a lot of people started doing that during the pandemic as one mm. of their little hobbies. Yeah, uh, I feel I nice. feel like people have suddenly found time. Like, I think, you know, we found ourselves in this kind of like chasing our tail of like never having enough time and suddenly yeah. we have time. Um, I feel like that is the main thing that we need to focus on in the post-zombie apocalypse is like <laughs> keeping, yeah, keeping, keeping that, time. that time, man. And, you yeah. know, like it's not even hard. Like we, it's all in, it's all in your head. Like we can make a bit of time, a pocket of time every single day, a tiny, even if it's a tiny pocket of time, we can make that, push it aside every single day and like be disciplined enough to keep that little pocket of time every day. But um, we find ourselves kind of like almost like wasting, wasting a lot of time or finding things to fill time with like right. unnecessary things. So yeah, I right. really hope that the zombies will will be able to teach us how to save time. Yeah, and like and the the idea of priority, right? Like my yeah. kids have always been my number one priority, but it's very easy to say, sorry, I have to go to work because mm. that is how we're gonna pay for your future. Mm. And that's still very true and we still need to figure out how in the world we're going to be able to get enough work done while we're homeschooling them mm. as well in the fall. But it I mean like it they are my priority mm. and like this it's actually been really enjoyable. Not always. <laughs> no. <laughs> but for the most part it's been really but, enjoyable you know, to do homework with the kids and mm. to be spending time learning about things together and making the little movies and stuff like that. Like yeah. having this enforced time has really crystallized my priorities in an important way. And I yeah. think that if, even if I don't feel like I still have that pocket of time after all of this ends, I will still have that uh, reorganization of my priorities. Yeah. It's like almost, that, that'll last. Yeah. And I feel like not just even if people don't have kids, like sacrificing a little bit of the now to do good for the future generations yeah. is mm, that's yeah. like that idea drawn out into a more right. kind of bigger picture. It's like just stop being selfish people. Like the, your world is bigger than yourself and, you know, we're actually all doing this not for our lifetimes, but we're doing good things for the next generation and their kids yeah. and, you know, yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel, I feel hopeful. I feel good about the potential that, that can be, um, right. yeah, that this, this, this time has, yeah, brought us. But, um, yeah, well, thanks so much guys for, for chatting on the show um if people want to if people want to check out Battenware, how how can they see visit online um, it's yeah just our website is battenware.com we have uh i guess we're we're working on uh ss20 right now on the website and uh -huh. we'll start launching fw fall winter 20 in september god yes, willing yeah. Knock Fingers on wood. crossed. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Do you have you started um, making a collection for next year for spring twenty one yet? Yes, so 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 sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's gonna be the challenge. <laughs> yeah. So that but, we're, uh, yeah, we're, we yeah, we're we'll definitely keep... we have we have pieces coming together and it's yeah. Um, it, that'll be in September as well. That well we'll launch the, it theme, online. Th- uh, the theme will be zombie. Yeah, Zombies, exactly. yes. Zombie I really look <laughs> yeah. forward to all the creativity of <laughs> the, the zombie. zombie yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you very much. <laughs>